Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hey, Matt Belisai here. When it comes to fashion, did you know Poshmark is the easiest way to buy and sell your items? You can download the free Poshmark app to score amazing deals from tons of brands or list your own items and wait for the offers to roll in. Shipping is fast and easy, and it's all handled directly through the app. Today, you can get $5 off your first purchase when you enter the invite code UNHAPPY5 when you sign up. And now, on with the show! Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. Ugh, my poor vocal cords. <laughs> I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Uh, before we start the show, I want everyone to know that you are currently wearing a back brace. And also, why are you wearing a back brace? Well, Matt, earlier this week, I had a disc slip when I went down to pick up my dog's poop. I don't even know why I let you be on this podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I do anyway. And boy, do we have a great show for you today. First First things first, we're starting with Worst Things First, where I shout about the worst news of the week. After that, we are diving deep into that dusty bin that only gets attention once a year in your mom's attic. No, that's not a weak euphemism for your mom's butthole. We're talking about holiday decorations. There is snow outside. You get your thick ass snow off your shelf before I shove it down your throat. Too much. Never. And finally, and I really do mean finally, because I love this guest, and I've wanted to talk shit with her in the studio since we started this podcast, we have comedian, actress, performer, writer, YouTube star, Mamrie Hart, in the studio for an interview and a game. Love Mamrie, so let's get into it, let's do it, let's start the show! All right, worst things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. First, it's been a rough week. Obviously, um, haven't been able to eat romaine lettuce for 
couple weeks now and it's really affecting my diet. Um, All those Caesar salads. I know. I'm so sorry for your loss. And apparently it takes E. coli like seven to ten days to go to work. So I could be infected right now and I have no idea. I'm just waiting for my butthole to fall out. I would love if that happens during this recording. (laughs) (laughs) I did eat a chicken salad sandwich and my mom like didn't believe that romaine has E. coli. So she was like, you'll be fine. And I was like, okay, well, the literal CDC that fights zombies was like, don't eat the fucking leaf. And then I ate the leaf. I never need someone to tell me not to eat salad. I do a great job not eating salad on a regular basis. Also, I I realized that all lettuce looks the same. 100%. Apparently, I, what I thought was romaine is actually just... Iceberg? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Ro- romaine has been out here fucking... Also, it has a heart. What is that about? <laughs> I don't trust that at all. What's the deal with romaine hearts? <laughs> <laughs> this is just... just Jerry Seinfeld impersonation <laughs> podcast now. All right, I, I, I have a lettuce. <laughs> Great impression. <laughs> Why? All right, moving on. A 17-year-old in Florida, only in Florida, was trapped for more than three hours in the vault of an abandoned bank because he got himself <laughs> locked in there. Yeah. This is just like the ATM guy. Remember the guy who got stuck in the ATM machine? <laughs> I have more respect for the ATM guy than I do about the bank teen. Because <laughs> this fucking teen, uh, uh, according to the uh, officials... Is it his son? Is it the ATM guy's son? I hope. I hope there's just a dynasty <laughs> of people who get trapped in uh, financial institutions. <laughs> because this teen, these two teens were apparently exploring a vacant Bank of America building and then one of them got stuck inside the vault. Uh, and then the other one called the police. And the firefighters came. Oh, also it's Hollywood, Florida, which is like, fuck off, okay? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Anyway, so the firefighters, the Hollywood, Florida firefighters came and uh, they tried to drill through the wall to break into the vault, but it, they couldn't get it to work. So they, I guess they were like, I guess... He's just going to die in there. (laughs) What? And then the story ends by saying, luckily, a worker across the street where the bank moved to a new branch Mm -hmm. um, remembered the code and was able to save him. What what if he didn't? (laughs) Um, Anyway, they're safe now, so whatever. Next! A woman in Florida, (laughs) only in Florida, is facing... An aggravated assault charge after authorities say she passed gas in line at a dollar store and then pulled a knife on a man (laughs) who complained about it. I would just like to take a moment here and say one of our listeners DM'd me on Instagram (laughs) with this story. I I didn't even tell you. Yeah. And now here you are. I did see. I think there were like multiple people who tweeted at me. Yeah. And um, yeah. Anyway. So there's a, this 37-year-old woman who apparently tooted while she was waiting in line at the Dollar General. And then, according to a report, an argument ensued with a nearby customer in reference to the defendant farting loudly. That was in quotes, that last part, <laughs> according to an official report. Apparently, the woman pulled out a small folding knife out of her purse and then told the victim she was going to gut him. Oh, 
<laughs> okay. Things are intense at the Dollar General. You don't go into the Dollar General without being on guard. What if he thought that fart was like a bomb? It was he a was, stink bomb. It was being its self-defense. Yeah. I'm just going to ignore that. <laughs> Also, like, um, you're at a Dollar General. Like, it's not all. It already doesn't smell great. No. Like, what do you expect? That fart probably made it smell better, sir. You're welcome. Um, she was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill, which I love. I love that they have that distinction. It wasn't silent, but it was almost deadly. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Whatever. I'll let that stand. <laughs> Next. Oh, this one's just for you. I I made an effort to pull this one out. A recent study published by the Journal of Learning and Behavior. Do you know what it's going to be? No, I'm nervous. Says your dog (gasps) is a fucking idiot. Oh, come on. And not special. False, false, false. So shut up about it. This was an official study that says that dogs are cognitively quite ordinary. (laughs) Compared to other carnivores, domestic animals, and social hunters. The authors concluded, quote, there is no current case for canine exceptionalism. Basically, your dog is a fucking average-ass bitch. (laughs) He's normal as hell. Lassie did not even know that Timmy was in that well. She probably just smelled like a piece of meat, a piece of beef, and started barking. And everyone's like, oh, these dogs are so smart. No, Lassie's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Next, a 75-year-old grandmother was arrested in Minnesota uh, recently after she shot her grandson after repeatedly telling him not to put his teacup on her fucking furniture. (laughs) (laughs) I identify with her. Good for her. Uh, These children have to learn. Have to respect wood. Basically, um, officers appeared on the scene to find the grandson in the yard with a gunshot wound to his thigh, saying that his grandma shot him. And a witness was like, yeah, grandma got upset because her grandkid refused to keep his cup off of the furniture. And the witness was like, she poured the tea out and then left the room to apparently fetch the gun and then came back and her grandson had poured a new cup of tea and had it on the furniture <laughs> so she fucking shot him <laughs> uh, oh, grandmas yeah at first I saw this story because um, my my news list includes the Daily Mail so I was like oh obviously this happened you know people in England care a lot about their tea um, so yeah but no obviously <laughs> it involves guns so <laughs> this happened in Minnesota Next! Oh, yeah. Starting next year, Starbucks will block customers in the U.S. from using its free Wi-Fi to watch porn. So get your public porn in while you still can, because it's about to go away. Thanks a lot, Starbucks. Now where am I going to masturbate? Fucking coffee bean? No! Yeah, apparently watching porn in Starbucks has always been banned, but they didn't actively block sites and they're going to start blocking them whose job is it to like go through and just list all of the sites (laughs) (laughs) like how do they know how can i sign up yeah that was also an issue in new york you know how they like started those wi-fi free wi-fi stands that you can also like call people from it's kind of like the modern day phone booth uh and originally there was internet on it there still might be some form but 
everyone was just watching porn on it and there was just porn on every corner and the city was like abort 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 (laughs) (laughs) we have to change this uh i love it people are always going to want to watch porn if you give free internet yeah there will be porn right right basically starbucks was under pressure from this non-profit group called enough is enough (laughs) (laughs) it's just moms (laughs) it's an internet safety group who just wants to kill fun i guess um and basically they got McDonald's to put up content filters in 2016 and Starbucks agreed to do it the same year and then they didn't and then a couple weeks ago enough is enough was like enough (laughs) finally and then Starbucks was like fine uh, we'll do it and now um, Starbucks is a no fun zone I guess and finally speaking of fast food chains traces of feces have been found on Every single McDonald's touchscreen tested in an investigation by the British news site Metro. I don't think we even have touchscreens at most McDonald's in the U.S. I don't know. But the second you start talking about that, like our phones are just bricks of poo. Yeah, but I'm not using my... I am using my phone to order food. Yeah, Almost exclusively. (laughs) (laughs) There's poop everywhere. I have been more conscious about... Not no, that's not true. I was gonna say <laughs> I retract everything I say in this in this one. I because I do bring my phone into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I get my time in. Yeah, they this new site in the UK was like, how about we test all of the touch screens at McDonald's? I think it's like a European thing. At McDonald's, they have touch. They don't screens. wash their hands. Also that, and you walk in and you order on the touch screen and then you pick it up. Oh. And um, apparently most of those touchscreen are just, like, covered in shit. (laughs) So good for them. Um, They quoted a senior lecturer in microbiology who said, We were all surprised how much gut and fecal bacteria there was on the touchscreens. These cause the kind of infections that people pick up in hospitals. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) So there's hospital levels of bacteria just all over the touchscreens. Anyway, um, what have we learned today? Don't eat lettuce. Don't um, put the teacup on your grandma's coffee table. Don't masturbate at Starbucks. And fucking don't touch the screen at McDonald's. And that's it. It's a lot of valuable lessons. You're welcome. And that's it for Worst Things First. Get ready to deck the halls because we are diving deep into holiday decor. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Well, it's officially December, which means it's holiday season, which means it's time to slap up your Christmas tree or fire up your Hanukkah candles or trot out whatever godless trinkets you put on display to celebrate your atheist holiday fucking heathens. Anyway, it's that time of year. Um to complain about having to put up holiday decorations and I'm ready for it. I hate putting up holiday decorations. What a privileged statement. Okay. (laughs) As a Jew, let me just say what a fucking privileged statement that is, but continue. (laughs) Uh, It is true. Cause like, 
a menorah is not really a decoration. No, and like, okay, granted, my mom did decorate for Hanukkah, but it's just never as fun or as beautiful as Christmas lights. True. There's no religious purpose to holiday decorations, except maybe a nativity scene, which is like, all right, you set up a barn. Congratulations. I don't understand. What I love is like there's so many like nativity scene designs now that it's you can't like modernize the nativity scene. You can't make like a minimalist nativity scene made out of like bricks. It's like no, it's fucking dolls in a clay barn. <laughs> We're going to get letters. Um all right, let's get into the worst things about holiday decorating. First, Christmas trees. Christmas trees are just trees that shop at Claire's in the mall. (laughs) (laughs) You're covered in trash. You're just a high-maintenance plant that you decorate like a drag queen. (laughs) And then you shove it in a corner for four weeks, putting presents up its ass. (sighs) All your fucking hair clips and, and fucking fucking earrings that clip on. My mom gave me these ornaments. She's going to listen and be mad. Um, Do you have a Christmas tree up? No, I put up a tree yesterday. It took me like three hours. And for fucking what? Just to flip a switch and have a bush that's lit up with a bunch of fucking bright testicles hanging from it? Okay, you can have trees. Don't take bushes away from us. (laughs) We have a Hanukkah bush. That's what parents are like. Oh, we can get a Hanukkah bush, which no one ever does. You take the tree. You don't even want a bush. What do you do? You just put it, you put a bush in your house and then light it on fire? I think that's like what we were supposed, that's like what American Jews tried to do for a hot sack to appease the children. No. It didn't work. We had Hanukkah Harry and a Hanukkah bush. Christmas trees are just too much work. It's a real tree? You got a no, real no, no, one? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I don't fuck with real Christmas trees. You just light an evergreen A candle. real tree? <laughs> in my house? What am I, a beaver? <laughs> Also, they smell like gin. Real trees smell like gin, and I don't fuck with gin because it reminds me of the dark period of my life when I exclusively drank Long Island iced teas, and gin was the most predominant flavor in my mind. <sighs> did you did you like have a real tree growing up? Did no, we never had. Farm? That's the thing. I never was raised with real trees because my family is allergic to like every everything <laughs> that grows and has life. <laughs> So we never had a real tree. We just had fake trees um, that we'd store in the garage. So every year we'd bring it in. We'd, we'd also be bringing in like f- families of mice, <laughs> just <laughs> just like generations of mice that had been living there the past eleven months That's and thirty Christmas days. Christmas generosity is all about. Yeah, come on in. Everyone is welcome. But yeah, I don't like uh, I don't like real trees. Also, one year I had to work on uh, one of those Christmas tree farms as part of the Leo Club that I was what in is in that? high it's school. Just a bunch of Leos. Um, yeah. What about Virgo Club? What about the Gemini's? Huh? Because I am a Leo, actually. Oh wow. We're supposed to be loyal and fat. Uh, <laughs> check check. <laughs> no, uh, do you know the Lions Club? It's like a club for old men. No. Uh, Thankfully, I don't, I don't. I don't entirely know what it is. Okay. I, it's it's like a club for old guys. Let me look it up. 
Lions Club is an international non-political service organization established in Chicago. Oh, that's probably why. And it's headquartered in Oak Brook. It has 1.7 million members. I see. That's why. I don't even know if anyone else will know about this. Uh, But then Leo Club is like the junior version. Mm. And so the Lions Club would do a Christmas tree like fundraiser sale and then we would have to volunteer and fucking go to it. So it's literally me in the middle of my winter day off with a bunch of dusty old men in a fucking dirty parking lot just dragging fucking dead trees around. Well, these fucking ladies would come around and be like, oh, can you strap it, strap it on to my, to my car hood? No, I can't. You should have thought of that before you came here and asked a literal child to help you out. Even though I was in high school and I was already like seven feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So fuck Christmas trees. I'm not about that life. What are the ornaments that your mom got you? Oh, I mean, she one year I think was feeling very like nostalgic and was like, oh, I need to make him a bunch of homemade ornaments. But she made a couple where they like clip on. So it's supposed to look like something is like hanging like hanging on like a little snowman or an angel. Uh-huh. But also like that's not how branches grow. <laughs> They're horizontal, <laughs> not vertical. What's like your like Christmas tree style? What are you going for? What's your vibe? You like Melania red? <laughs> it's definitely not Melania blood red. <laughs> like my tree doesn't look like a pile of coagulated bat's blood. Um, I always liked our tree growing up, which was like fun, but elegant. Mm, yes. I love an elegant tree. Because some of them get like too fancy mm-hmm. and then it's like you feel like you can't touch it. Yeah. So I like a mixture of like fun, cute ornaments but also like fancy ornaments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got lights on there? Yeah. It's like a pre-lit thing but oh. it collapses. It like collapses all the way down so it's not like the inside is basically hollow but the outside is it's interesting. It's a work of science. But I have this thing that I can't get to work, which is it's like a little Santa that's supposed to fly <gasps> around that's it. That's so cute sounding. And it won't, because the tree is like, it weighs as much as the tree. Oh. It won't stay up. Just get a drone. The entire tree moves along <laughs> with it. Anyway. Moving on. What freak decided that fucking stockings make a good Christmas decorations? Like, oh, you know that old sock that you you wore all the time that your foot made all loose and ravaged looking? Like a fucking dick in a butthole that it got pulled out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, why don't you hang it up so everyone can see it and then an old man can come and put candy in it? That's disgusting. <laughs> also, I mean, it's better than olden days when it was like literally socks that they wore that they would like <laughs> tape up to the wall. <laughs> and fucking like Laura Ingalls Wilder would be like, where's my rag doll? Next! Fuck anybody who's into extreme holiday lights. Now they make fucking TV shows about these people. There's there's like, Jeremy makes his entire family start hanging holiday lights in August <laughs> so they can be finished by December. And Jeremy's family is always standing behind him with just like bloodshot eyes, bags under their eyes, being like silently begging for help. Jeremy's family <laughs> hates it. These people are not happy. Oh, they do all of this shit for like six months out of the year just for like a day of joy. But they're like, oh, the townspeople love it. <laughs> they gather around. No, it looks like garbage. Lights take up too much time. They they take too much time to put up. Buy a lamp. 
they re- that's a ready-made lighting situation just for you. They have whole stores dedicated to just lamps. I've been. Fair point. I've been. <laughs> Except I don't like shortcuts. If you're going to do it, fucking do it. Because now, like, some people have projectors that no. just, like, project a, f- a whole house full of lights it's onto so the front of their house. And it's like, it doesn't look good. No! If I go outside with nothing but a projection of an outfit onto my naked body, <laughs> my dick is still out. And I get arrested. Save those for your house. Cover your house's dick, is what I'm saying. Also, garland is just gay rope. <laughs> and gays don't mess with rope, okay? Unless it's to tie our hands. I don't even like that. Uh, we always had, growing up, we had that, like, radioactive-looking garland that was, like, shiny and silvery. It's like, it looks oh, yeah, like, yeah. Tinsel, like tinsely garden. Mm-hmm. It looks like someone, like, took a cheese grater to the tin man. <laughs> Uh, and like, if it gets too close to a like a cold light bulb, it'll just immediately spark into flames. Like we decorated a, a plant with that, like a dry plant. <laughs> um, how many wreaths did you have? Wreaths? You can't just tie it in a circle and stuff cranberries on it. It's it's a bunch of branches in a circle. Okay. Just because you made it into a shape doesn't mean it's a decoration. Um, nutcrackers? You just took a kitchen utensil and turned it into a decoration. That's what nutcrackers are. A nutcracker is not a decoration. It's a tool for extracting the fleshy center of a legume. What's next? A Christmas turkey baster? Christmas orange zester? A Christmas spatula? Also, it's 2018. We buy our nuts pre-cracked. If I go over to your house and there's just a bowl of nuts that I'm expected to crack myself, I'm stealing something from your kitchen. <laughs> That's a fair trade. I have a, I have a whole closet full of stolen items that I just because I go over to people's houses and there's just a bucket of nuts that I'm expected to crack myself. <sighs> I just love the idea that at one point in history, like, that's what you needed that. You needed, like, there was no machines. No. Everyone had to individually crack their own nuts. That's back before they had nothing better to do. They just had time for that. I don't have time for that. I have problems to solve. I have issues that need to be attended to. I need pre-cracked nuts. Also, all nutcrackers are decorated to look like haunted soldiers, and I hate it. Next! Holiday windows. Why are windows such a big thing? Did you do that growing up in Chicago? I, so yeah, we, like, every year we would go downtown to see the windows. Oh my god, maybe we were there on the same day, Except I was thinking about it recently and we never saw the windows. What? That was always the plan. We would (laughs) always, like, the intention was that we would, by by the time we parked, then we were like, we're hungry, let's go eat. Then by the time we finished eating, we'd, like, stop and get some popcorn and then we'd go home. I don't think we ever actually saw windows. Uh, I definitely went to Marshall Fields and saw the windows. I specifically remember the Harry Potter one. I think that was maybe the last one I went to. You never even saw the Harry Potter one? I don't think so. You haven't lived. I know. Um, You have because it's really just a bunch of window displays, which you see window displays every day of your life if you walk outside. So Yeah. All it is is a fucking diorama. It's a a a big shoebox fucking craft. The adults are like, oh, let's have fun. And then you have to stand outside to look at this diorama, and it makes the sidewalks impossible to walk down. 
everyone's stopping to take photos. Moving on. Um, you can't just push it in Santa hats and call it festive, okay? It's a dumb, saggy hat that barely even stays on your head. Also, have you worn a Santa hat for longer than, like, 60 seconds? You take that shit off, and it's just like a hot, moist puff of air that comes out of your head. No matter- that, that shit does not breathe. That is the hottest material <laughs> that you can possibly wear. No matter what material it's made out of, it's always itchy. Yeah. Your head is always on fire after. Also, people just wrap like random things and call that a decoration. You can't do that. You've ruined you've ruined the element of surprise because we already know it's under there. My aunt always does that. I'm going to wrap my entire apartment. She wraps like the pictures on the wall. It's like, <laughs> guess what? We know what that is already. It's a picture. Obviously, the gays are notoriously good at wrapping gifts. So unless you're a professional, why don't you just stick to wrapping the garbage that you bought for your loved ones and like leave the rest of it to us? I was so proud of how good at wrapping I was when I was little with a W, not with an R. And I always wanted to be one of those like volunteers at Walgreens who wraps gifts for you at Walgreens. I just remember that they always had them at Walgreens. You could like bring in your gifts. It wasn't even something you bought at Walgreens. You could just like bring your gifts and they'd wrap it for you. <laughs> just old women. That's so weird. I wanted to do it so bad. Did you have that when you were a little kid? They'd have like Santa's workshop and it would be like this company would come in, set up tables full of like gifts that you could buy. What? One day They'd set it up and you'd go in and you'd like write down on a piece of paper all the things you want. And then you'd go home and ask your mom for money to buy gifts for herself because <laughs> you're a child. And what? Then the next day you would bring your money in and then you would buy the gifts and they would wrap them. We absolutely did not have this. It was just a racket for kids to like. Seriously. That's <laughs> they'd be like, here's your chance. But it was like, you know, here's your chance to buy gifts for your parents. Just make it. The kids are supposed to make a gift. You don't need to buy a gift. As I'm. 26 year olds I used to know I do buy I do buy gifts now but I also like to make gifts for my parents still I felt so bad one year I remember this viscerally I remember buying this like and by me I mean like my parents bought it for themselves but it was like this beautiful like statue of an angel that I got for my mom but there was like nothing for my dad so I bought him a thing to warm up your keys (laughs) (laughs) but back when like before electric car start so you had to like have a warm key to slide it in the hole (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he even opened the box (laughs) and then I bought myself like a stuffed animal and like a tabletop thing anyway Mm -hmm. next those like weird animatronic figurines that people have at Chuck E. Cheese (sighs) yeah but like miniature versions that people have as, like, decorations. My dad has so many of them. Oh, God. My dad is very into antiques. He likes old shit. And so our house is full of, like, antique decorations Mm -hmm. when I go home for Christmas. And they're all, like, these dolls that move when you plug them in. And they're all (laughs) horrifying. He also one year got a life-size Santa Claus that moves. So it is like a Chuck E. Cheese thing. Um, According to him, it was once like Macy's on 34th Street. 
it was like one of those Santas on display that we now have in our house. And the scariest thing is that my bedroom is storage now (laughs) and he keeps that shit with a sheet over it in the corner. So it's a full size fucking man who's in the corner of the bedroom I sleep in when I'm at home just with a sheet over it. I don't know what's worse. The times when I go home and sleep in that room when he's there in the corner or when he's plugged in downstairs. (laughs) It's all terrifying. Also, many villages, this, I don't, it's such a weird thing that like people decorate their house. That was always my favorite decoration though, was like the little village that we set up. And it's just weird. I don't, why is that a Christmas decoration? I don't understand it. I, I know about it. It's like porcelain villages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can have like little trains and stuff. Yeah. Also gingerbread houses. <laughs> why? Why? You expect me to make a whole a whole house and populate it with a family and then eat it and then kill him to death? What kind of vengeful god do they expect me to be? Um, okay. Pine cones? You it's literally just fragrant tree semen. That's what it is. A sperm. A giant tree sperm that you have in a bowl in your house that kind of smells like cinnamon. Thank God that's not what actual sperm is like. Um, I wish. <laughs> so I wish sperm was like <laughs> those seeds that f- helicopter down. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is that, yeah, you just ejaculate into the open air and then they fall down and hopefully get stuck in like the fur of a small animal. that <laughs> <laughs> can carry it along the forest floor and impregnate a person. Next, inflatable yard decorations. No, try harder. You can't just blow up a balloon and then be like, there we go. It's Christmas. No. No projections, no inflatables. Those are the rules. What is appealing about those things? No, it's a giant blimp. Yeah. And do you know what blimps do? They kill people. And it's not even the fun part of a blimp, which is being in the air. Which is the hydrogen, the dangerous <laughs> amounts of concentrated hydrogen yeah. that ex- is extremely flammable. Yeah. And finally, uh, candy canes. Candy canes are just prison shanks that are disguised as candy. Also, you think it's funny to joke about canes? Fucking look at look in Timmy little Timmy's face with his fucking ravaged polio legs, and tell tell him it's funny to eat eat a sugar version of the only thing that's keeping him on his on his feet. You fucking Ebenezer's. Also, if you're gonna eat a candy cane, it better be fucking mint. Don't come at me with these Chocolate? like neon fucking smarty flavored candy cane. Uh-uh. No, that's uh-uh. disgusting. You just made candy hard and then you bent it. No, that's not you. I want to eat a candy cane. If I'm gonna do it, if I'm gonna risk my life to fucking gnaw it down to the, uh, to a, a shard, I want it to be minty. And that's it for Christmas decorations. I'm sick of this season already, and I only just put up my Christmas tree. Next, we got Mamory Hart in the studio right after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by Skillshare. If you've looked at me and thought, that guy seems like a studious nerd that I can learn a lot from, well, guess what? Now you can. That's because I made a class on Skillshare on writing for the internet, so now you can learn from me, a master, on how to make the good stuff. 
And I'm not the only master you can learn from on Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with over 20,000 creative and entrepreneurial classes to fuel lifelong learning, including my very own class on creating shareable content. So whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or just explore a new passion, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. Ready to make better content and grow your audience? Join me on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. You can get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering unhappy hour listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for free. To sign up, you can go to Skillshare.com slash unhappy. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash unhappy to start your free two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash unhappy. Today's episode is also brought to you by ModCloth. Want to start the new year with a clean slate and a fresh wardrobe? Whether you're still craving cozy sweaters or you're ready to start stocking up for spring, ModCloth is your go-to! Maybe you need some new clothes to transition from wearing layers on layers to warm weather outfits. Or maybe you're getting the heck out of the cold weather and need a new swimsuit in the dead of winter. You can check ModCloth's amazing collection of swimwear to find something that's suited just for you. ModCloth believes fashion should celebrate all women, so they offer a full range of sizes from extra extra small to 4X. And their team of mod stylists can hook you up with complimentary sizing and styling help if you have any questions. In addition to women's clothes, ModCloth also has stuff for men and cute decor for your home or office. Plus, they have these great gift guides on their site right now that I like scrolling through for inspo. There's gifts for guys, gifts for gals, or you can screw all your friends and choose a gift just for you, which is obviously what I will be doing. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) And to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to ModCloth, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com and enter unhappy at checkout. That's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com. Enter code unhappy to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more. This offer is valid for one-time use only and expires on March 3rd, 2019. My guest complainer today is Mamrie Hart. Mamrie is a comedian, actress, writer, performer. She co-hosts the new podcast, This Might Get Weird, with Grace Helbig, a spinoff of their YouTube series, This Might Get. Mamrie is also the author of two books, I've got this round, and you deserve a drink. Mamrie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Me too. We are, we've already been complaining this whole time. Oh, we've been sitting here. Seriously. But now the mics are on. Okay. So to, I'm com- I want to complain. They weren't <laughs> running before. <laughs> Complaint number one, Matt's podcast in the process. Uh, we like to officially get our juices flowing by mm-hmm. asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Oh, my God. I feel like there's so many things. Um, This is probably pretty cliche. I fucking hate Instagram filters. Like, I don't need adult women saying, I don't like when people put them on and then they're talking normal. Mm -hmm, Or mm -hmm. when they do the the scroll through and they're like, I'm going to create a new character for each new filter. (laughs) Like, this isn't, I don't need your SNL audition tape. Yeah. People, yeah, they go all in. 
Yeah. They go all in on on the the Insta filters. God bless them. So it's specifically the like, you know, all the animations and things that pop up. It's specifically the becoming animals, <laughs> etc. It it's just... fucked up that that's like all the internet is going to be in like 3 years. Well, that people are going to grow up and be like, I don't know why I'm so fucking horny for no, rabbits. It's because <laughs> Christy Teigen's had ears for, you know, 6 months or something. Yeah. I don't know what is the what is the rabbit fetish? The Playboy Please, really I want you to unpack up. this. <laughs> Well, you've got Playboy. Do you you've ever got see a Bugs Bunny in drag. You see a rabbit running around, and you're just like, mm. "Look at that cotton tail." <laughs> um, you said you you had many many things to choose from. Are there others that you have just out of the gate? Yeah. Um, okay. I'll. Well, this is a very niche sure. complaint. This coffee cup I got. <laughs> I have one of those. We're, we went from broad to very specific. Very deep. I'm just saying, I got a coffee cup that keeps your beverages either hot or cold. Right. Whichever temp, it's going to keep it. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've had ice remain overnight in yes. this cup. But now my coffee is too hot. You know, I feel you like the to, woman. Yeah, you're defying nature. You got to cool it off. This is the only time I've ever tried to go green and carry my own coffee cup. And it's bit me in the I ass. I think I got the same cup. Did it come with a metal straw also? Yeah. I am on board with not using straws. I yeah. drank a drink last night, like direct cup to mouth. It was disgusting, but I knew it was good for the right. environment. What I'm not liking is someone gave me a cocktail recently with a pasta straw. And I think we can do better. A pasta straw? Have you not seen this? This is now a straw alternative. No. It's basically like a piece of pasta, like a like a thick spaghetti, like a bucatini. Right. Um, that is hollow on the inside. Uh-huh. So they can give you that and you can use it as a straw. However, about, you know, 20 minutes in, you got that <laughs> you filmy pasta floating in your noodle. mojito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like eggs and flour that you're putting in your drink. And expecting it to remain stiff. Yeah. It is true that there isn't very many, like, good straw alternatives. Like, a paper straw is just, like, at some point you're just gumming, like, a piece (laughs) of cardboard. (laughs) Uh, It takes me back when I'd be really bored in class and just, like, eat balls of paper. You know, I'm like, It reminds me. Remember remember drinking, like, cartons of milk at, at like, school lunch? Disgusting. There's no way. Yeah. That's what I could differentiate what kids I liked and which kids I didn't based on how moist their uh, carton <laughs> carton spouts were at the end oh, of lunch. Oh, you mean when people, like, full deep throat Yeah, the some of them were, like, disintegrated by the end of lunch. And I was like, <laughs> no, I like a nice crisp <laughs> spout that stays crisp throughout. <laughs> thing to judge people on. And then there was the kids who got chocolate milk instead of not chocolate milk. When you go, that's a treat, not a beverage. Right. I was like, all right. I was probably, should have been that kid Mm -hmm. based on my entire state of being. Right. (laughs) I think you look at me and you're like, he's drank a chocolate milk. With a very crisp spout. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. But I don't know. There was just something about it that I found mm-hmm. off-putting. I didn't. I don't understand that either. Um, like, let's say you had pizza, and they always did it with corn. Right. I don't know. Like, it was always pizza with corn, like <laughs> n- nublets. What are they called? What are actual pieces of corn called? Uh, kernels. Kernels. Thank yeah. you. So it'd be like pizza, corn kernels, and you got a mouthful of that, and you're washing it down with chocolate milk. <laughs> like, have some respect. I don't understand people who order milkshakes. Still. I don't really understand that. Give me ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I don't need a thick, sweet beverage. 
That's true. I don't know. I still like a good milkshake every now and again. You know who's suffering from this straw ban? Milk the milkshake industry. Yeah. What, you're supposed to just bite it? No. No, you need a straw. Because then you get the, the milkshake lumps. Oh, yeah, the You might get a full, a full lump right in, your, or just right in your throat. full mustache. <laughs> I... I didn't yeah. realize I was so mad about stuff till I got here. <laughs> I know. I realized recently <laughs> that I think I finally accepted that I'm lactose intolerant and that oh, yeah. like if I make the simple step of just not eating cheese for yes. breakfast, I'll have a much better and more enjoyable day. How and European of you though. How Dutch. Yeah, of you. you know what? I just like I, I like getting up, having a few cubes of cheese, <laughs> and then I go about my day. <laughs> you are a mouse. <laughs> no, I'd have like yogurt for breakfast okay. or something, and then Wait, it's so like you d- solely dairy products. <laughs> <laughs> I went from I went from a dairy exclusive diet <laughs> to now, uh, yeah, not not eating, not a lot of dairy. That's that's yeah. my that's my transition. But I understand what you're saying because I. Well, first of all, I've been saying I'm going to go get one of those allergy tests for I don't know 15 years. Yeah, but it's hard to because then you're going to know what you have to break up with. You uh-huh. know, like, you don't need an outside. It's like, you right. know the relationship is bad. Don't go to couples therapy because they're going to tell you, <laughs> you for sure. You could just live in, in blissful ignorance exactly. and just pretend like the violent diarrhea you have every day is because of something else and not the yogurt that you have for breakfast every morning. But sometimes, don't you go, maybe that's what keeps me... Um, on my toes. <laughs> on your toes? I mean, trust me, Constant I get it. Constant vigilance. No, but like, you know, it's a it's good to have a bowel movement in the morning. Oh, Maybe that's what I keeps me thin. It keeps me thin. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's my version of like fit tea. Is yes. instead of like drinking a tea that makes me shit, two cubes <laughs> of cheddar, just a cube of cheese and some yog in the morning. Uh, and I, I do the same thing though. I get. I have rosacea, so mm-hmm. I have red cheeks. And when I was talking to my friend who's like an esthetician, I was like, all right, what do you what can I do? I don't really I'm not gonna do a skincare routine. Hello, you see, I have on fucking mascara from last night. So <laughs> uh, so she was like, really the only thing you could do is avoid spicy food, caffeine, and alcohol. Okay. And I was like, so the only three things <laughs> yeah, I consume. The three a main spicy food margarita groups. with a shot of Red Bull in it. It's like ideal. <laughs> So I've had some some live shows that have gotten a little out of control. Okay. The audience, though, sometimes tries to keep up. And I'm yes. like, you're dealing with a professional here. You can't, like, this is, we need a disclaimer at the beginning that says, do not try this yeah, I had, on your own. Uh, I did a couple shows in Montreal at Just for Laughs this summer. Yeah. Those shows were so rowdy that there was a girl in the front row. And I already had to do the, like, passive aggressive but funny, like, you need to shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. One of those, like I pretended to turn her down a couple times, like the dial on a TV. Um, did that a couple times, but I don't want her to like then get in the head. Cause you know, there's a fine line when you're drunk, if you're going to be sensitive. She laughed so hard. She fell face forward and didn't catch herself. And I just kept going. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> acknowledge it. <laughs> and her friend picked her up. Like, you know, when like a toddler falls down and you just pick them up by the back of the shirt and you're like, don't acknowledge they're hurt. They won't cry. Uh-huh. That happened. And then she like stuck it out. She was wooting, hooting. And- <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. See, it was, like, I would have I would have hoped at least that like it knocked her out at least long enough to for you to finish your finish your set in peace. You know, at that point, I was just like, girl. We're cool. Right. 
Yeah, that yeah. like you you reached an understanding. That was the funniest thing of the whole show, <laughs> and it wasn't in the show. So, but yeah, I've definitely had some people where you're like, oh, they came turnt. Yeah. I was at one of your shows in, was it yes. January? You came to my- At the Bell House. First book tour stop, yeah. which was the first time I've ever done a show by myself. Yeah. And I was shit my pants nervous. <laughs> it was so good. Thank it you. Was great. Yeah, I mean, that first show is always like, you know, you gotta, you gotta like get all your nervous energy well, out. Well, my problem too, like that show was like 90 minutes. The rest of the tour was 60 because I have no concept about how long a show is gonna go. Same. Like I, the first time Grace and I did just a two-person show, we were so nervous that it was gonna go short. Yeah. It went two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we I were just like, did a thing, these and people I people hate so us. Bad. It's too long. Yeah, I, w- I was asked to prepare ten minutes of material, and I did like twenty five minutes. I and have that's no like fucked up. You, you like yeah, when right? It, when when you're, you're getting a red light, <laughs> they didn't give me a light though. They it was just like there was a curtain on the side that they kept that slowly kept angrily kept shaking. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know if that's just ruffling no. in, in the wind or if yeah. they're upset with it's, me. Well, my they're set's going upset. great, but this place has ghosts. <laughs> Especially when it's one of those things where like I prepare like a PowerPoint. It's like, no, no, no I got to get to the end. Well, that's the thing is when you're like, I can't skip. Or yeah, in that first I have a story show, to tell. it was like, yeah, we have we have tech cues. I couldn't <laughs> skip if I wanted to. <laughs> Uh, um, <sighs> during that show, you played, I don't know if, the, if this was in every one of your shows, mm. you play clips from a student film. It was a student show. Uh-huh. Um, I went to Carolina, UNC Chapel Hill, and they had student television. Sure. Which means it was just student produced shows on right, right. Uh, a channel that only was broadcast like 30 miles yeah. or something. Shot on like a camcorder with Absolutely. like a VHS tape that plugged into 100, it. Yeah, it was cut and splice. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're like taking, oh God, I hate those days. But yeah, I was on a soap opera. And uh-huh. so I showed That's my story <laughs> arc, General College. Did you always want to be like an, an actor? Or comedian, like what was your? What I wanted was the- to be a serious actress. I w- had no intention of getting into comedy. So it's always drama. Yeah. Yeah. I had a flair for the dramatic. If I started crying, <laughs> I would run to the bathroom and watch myself. That's right. You have to <laughs> capture the moment. I'd be like, "Oh, this is real. Remember this." <laughs> That's why I'm a bad actor. It's like I never, I never pay attention to my emotions when they're happening. Oh no, I like full on. I was a little kid in the yard who was like breaking up with a tree, just like always wanted some sort of dramatic thing yeah, to happen. You were a student of yourself. Okay. Yeah. That sounds sexy. <laughs> it's something that they would say in, in you know, in the actor's studio mm-hmm. or whatever, the man with the beard. James say. Lipton. Exactly, yeah. Ah, what a great name. <laughs> Shout out to him. He'll be in the next guest, actually. Oh, fantastic. Can't wait to hear him complain about stuff. Um, so <laughs> your, your latest book, well, both your books are sort of about, like, all of your kind of misadventures, right? Yeah. You, you are one of those people that just, like, has stories always. I seek them out, though. And yeah. that's the difference. People be like... Well, I do think weird things come to me, but I think I put myself in the position of mm-hmm. like, um, which is on uh, Grace and I's podcast this week. But even just a little blurb of my weekend is Grace and I went to Palm Springs and we were hanging out writing. But like, I always Google what's the weirdest thing happening in town tonight. So there was an Alice Cooper cover band 
uh-huh. that like they were all in their 80s. And Alice Cooper, uh, the musician, he has like props and he electrocutes himself on stage and he like gets put in a straight jacket and he has like a, a devil nurse who like takes care of him. And so I was like, let's go. But first, let's both dress as Richard Simmons. <laughs> so, like, so I like I actively seek out the weirdest place I can put myself in. Sure. Most of my stories in the books, while there's some of them where I'm going nuts, most of them is literally about what happens around me. Yeah. It's like, and then like I went on a Backstreet Boys cruise, things like that where I'm like, I'm here, yeah. but I'm telling you about what I observed for a week. So right. I guess it's less that I like to do crazy things and more that I like to be in weird situations because I love people watching. Yeah. You know, I'm spying on people's conversations. I own spy glasses with the reflective mirrors and I have worn them <laughs> to a bar. Um, <laughs> like, I just love observing weird human nature. Yeah. I mean, you've done a great job of Thank it. Thank you. You've sought it out well. Yes. Uh, and there's plenty of it going on in the world That's to, true. to watch. Do you travel? Uh, I, I'm starting to get more into traveling, like, for fun. Yeah. Like, I, when I moved to New York six years ago now, I'd only been on an airplane twice before Where did you that. grow up? I'm from Chicago, the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. I'd been to Washington, D.C. because I won an essay contest sponsored by the Colonial Dames of America. <laughs> I'm um, yes, sorry. I had an old dame who chose my essay, and I got to go to D.C. Can I hear the title of said essay? Uh, it was, I think the, the, the prompt was like, what makes you like love America or something? Oh. It was like a fascist group of old women <laughs> <laughs> who was like swear fealty to the constitution. Wow. Um, yeah. The, the prize was a trip to DC for a week long seminar <gasps> for high school students. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, um, yeah, so that was fun. And then uh, my second trip was to Houston to visit a friend in, in college. And then I moved to New York, and that was the third time I'd ever been on an airplane. Oh, baby. So I've got, now gone on a couple comedy tours and mm-hmm. have seen a bunch. But like, Now you're like, traveling. now I hate America. <laughs> me, now, where's now, that dame? I need her to set that <laughs> essay on fire. I need, like, the international scene. I need, the, I need to travel yes. and do fun stuff there. Yeah, we need you in Europe. Yeah, I've been to I've been to Spain. I've been to London, oh. um, and that's it. I love I had a layover in France. Don't you love claiming you've been somewhere via layover? <laughs> I got been, the full, I've been to Hong Kong. I got the full French experience when one of the baristas at the airport just like fully shamed me for my uh, for my entire existence. That's and I was yeah, like, that's All France. Right, this is France. And I got it. put the sticker on your map. You've done it. In the airport, I asked for a sandwich at the, like, coffee shop, and he was like, you get it yourself. Like, I, he was so insulted that I would ever place an order with him, the man behind the counter at wow. the cash register. He was like, you can fetch your own food, you fucking fat ass. You peasant. That's what he said, yeah. No, he did not say fetch your own food, you fucking fat ass. That's <laughs> what I heard, and that's what matters. <laughs> You've then- got a new title for a new book. <laughs> That's your own food, you fucking fat ass. <laughs> but then I got to um, the country that we were going to. This might have been when I, I went to London. I went to reach for the pastry in the window, and this man came up to me and was like, don't just touch the food. We'll get it for you. And oh. I was like, Europe needs to get on the same page right. with the reaching for my food policy. I love that I all your whiplash. experiences have to do with baked goods. <laughs> Everything about me, yeah. And he traveled the world reaching for food to see where he should live. There, now that you say that, 
I told the story <laughs> as part of my last show about how I ate a sandwich off of the floor of a cab. Well, I've eaten lasagna off a carpeted hotel room floor, <laughs> so you're fine. In London. In London. Something about that seems less horrible than what I did. I don't know. I feel like the floor of a cab and the carpet of a hotel probably. are both pretty nar-nar. Right, right. You probably got more like sexual fluids than I did. Well, also, I had a wetter food. Exactly. And you, yours was a sandwich. But it did open up and go face down. Oh, God bless. Right. Uh, was there like a mayonnaise or some sort of condiment that would it have glued? A sand- so it was like eggs and ham. Was there an Uzi egg? Uh, no, it was a scrambled. But okay. it's still like wet. Um, ish. What kind of bread? Um, it like was a brioche, like a Starbucks sandwich. So it was not like actually bread. It was more of like a styrofoam. Like, yes, um, <laughs> it was like sponge. a porous cardboard. They <laughs> yeah. reuse. They upcycle. But I, it was. It wasn't there that long, and I like immediately scooped it up. But I was on my way. <laughs> you had to scoop. It was full scoop. <laughs> Territory. I I made a claw with my hand, okay. and I like I yeah I kind of whooped it up into my face. Do you think the cab driver saw you do this? I do. I do think he did, and I'm, uh-huh. I'm sure I'm on some type of list somewhere because of it. <laughs> list of people not to kiss. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't kiss this. No, I, I don't know if passenger. it was like all like psychosomatic, but like that night I was like. Uh, this is the end. I'm I'm like, I can see it. I can see the tunnel. If you died and they and they had to like tell people the cause of death was eating scrambled eggs off a cab floor. It would probably be like botulai poisoning. They'd find some like They'd track weird it back substance. though. They'd be like, where are his receipts? Starbucks, cab. Let's find the cab. Did he poison him? No. What's this egg stain on the floor? Yeah. Just for this full like CSI Starbucks specific pesto. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the good thing about being like a touring comedian performer is that our immune systems are pretty solid because oh. we're exposed to just the, you know, every disease in every state. Do you know how often I've accidentally like tapped a mic, my tooth on a microphone <laughs> in a comedy club? Same. Like I almost chip my teeth every single show because I'm just like, I'm freewheeling. Like, for some reason, I got real limp wrist with a microphone Mm -hmm. and all over the place. And then at some point, I hit my teeth and just think, what? I mean, you know there are some disgusting-ass male comics that always do a joke where they stick it down their pants or pretend it's their dick. You know what I mean? Like, those mics have seen things. That's why you need to get to, like, Mariah Carey level where you just bring your your own, own, like, diamond-encrusted microphone. One yeah. day. One day. One day. I feel like you can make that happen. Yeah. You're you're you're, you're high up in the world, you know? <laughs> okay. I just saw you at an event, you know, you were interviewing Reese Witherspoon. Right. You, you I, like that besties. was a classy ass day. I it felt was. pretty classy. They had like they had Vouv champagne as their baseline champagne. <laughs> <laughs> you you got the star treatment. I got the like. Oh, oh he's my just god! Here. Can we talk about this? I hold on. I was like, oh my god! I watched all of this. So for the listeners, let me set the stage. I did like an interview with Reese Witherspoon for her book, and there were all these other authors because Matt and I have the same agents as Reese. And then they had a party upstairs. And then they were like, "Hey, come take a picture with Reese." It's like, okay, so we go and we take pictures. And Matt walks over to take a picture because his agents, everyone is like, come take pictures. 
get strong-armed by security. <laughs> like, you are a crazy fan who's about to tackle Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. I, I see you, and I'm like, oh, my God. You're just like, I'm just... They told me to come over here, like, not having it. And I saw him apologize to you later. Well, see, I have that fucked up thing where it's like, I have to I have to leave this event with him liking me. I do, too. I, like, I started approaching because they, they were like, hey, if you want to get your pick in, make sure you go over. And I waited, like, a few minutes before I, I went over. And so I wasn't part of the initial group. However, Matt, tell me if I'm wrong, but sometimes in meet and greets, you're like, Oh, the person who's going to be the most intense is trying to get to the back of the line because they'll get the most time with you, right, they think. Right, right. So that's what it looked like you were doing, you crazy. <laughs> you should I totally, know better. I fucked it up. He I thought he was going to get bit. Yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> and I have, I have very strong teeth, so he was right to be dairy. worried. <laughs> <laughs> these are, yeah, these are yogurt fortified <laughs> Cheese cube fortified teeth, but yeah, I started. I started walking and could see him like making a beeline for me. Yes. and then he was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm, I'm trying to get a picture with Miss Witherspoon." <laughs> and he was like, "Who are you with?" And I was like, "The group. Like we're like, all we're all with the same thing." Yeah, and yeah, and then it was like I had to wait for like three minutes before I actually could get anyone's attention. I know, and I I've like felt so bad because I wanted to walk over and be like. It's okay. He's an author. We're all authors with the same people. But I was just, I mean, he was so intense and you were like, I started to see you nervous sweat and you were just standing there holding your whiskey in a teacup book. And I was like, I just got to get a glass of champagne and watch this play out. You know, but then, then he was, he did. He was like, listen, I'm not with the event. I'm just with her. This is my job. And yeah. I was like, I get it. I get it, bro. And <laughs> Do you know what I told him to get him on my side? I was what? like, I get it. I, I'm a touring comedian. I had someone bite a security you guard. You told him the story? <laughs> That's what I whipped out to get him I on my side. Love and he it. was And then he was he was laughing with me at the end Who of it. Who knew that biter was going to keep you from being clocked? I know. And then we got a pick, and then um, nobody has ever sent it to me. Um, so. I emailed three times to get mine. So I, email your... Agent. And this is this is another thing uh, that I fully realize that people listening to this might be like, Matt, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, like, but go back to bitching about straws, you asshole. I do want to ask about the pod. Tell me, about, like, what's what's the vibe? What's the, the new deal? Podcast? Why should people listen? Yeah. Oh man, I haven't got my like. Your pitch. You know when you got it, and you're like, well, let me just change two words and say this for the nine hundredth time. No, basically, Grace and I. There's no format. It's yeah. just the two of us hanging out talking, um, whether it was weird things that happened to us the, that week. Um, like this podcast is us just telling the story of when we went out in Palm Springs as Richard Simmons. And it's essentially, we always shoot videos together, but we catch up for 30 minutes before we ever start rolling. We were like, why don't we record that? Yeah. Like people want to hear us actually catching up with each other because we do some dumb shit. Right. Uh, before we get into this like formatted like, concept video let's yeah. just just free flowing conversation nice. you know at least that's what we're attempting we'll see what it morphs into <laughs> well that's what i mean you hear like everybody who really loves listening to podcasts yes. is like it's the best podcasts are the ones where it just feels like you're like listening in on someone else's like fun combo well, like i told you i have spy glasses you know yeah. like i just want to listen to a tinder date behind me at a bar yeah. so like this is just listening to two girlfriends you know over a bloody mary i'm excited to to hear more thank you um 
I do want to play a quick game slash segment I call Elaborate. Okay. Um, which is that I we <laughs> scrolled through your Twitter to find a random assortment of things you've expressed hatred for. Wow. And I want you to elaborate on them. Okay. Hence the name Elaborate. Get it? Wordplay. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm for Mills. Um, <laughs> first up. Oh, no. I'll just read the tweet. Oh, I'm scared. This is from 2011. Oh, September my God. 11th, 2011. <laughs> oh. On the 10th anniversary of 9-11, this is what Mamrie Hart. Stop it. Does it say, I hate terrorists? <laughs> <laughs> Coffee shops are the new other place that I hate when people bring babies to. Oh. There, there, see, there's a second narrative behind this tweet. Which uh, is that there's a first place, and I'm I'm presuming it must be. I think just into the world, um, like the 9/11 memorial, maybe. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> um, yeah, I hate it when they're at the Freedom Tower. Um, I will elaborate. I work in coffee shops. It's how I work best. It's not a place for babies. There's literally nothing to serve them. Babies don't drink coffee. No. No, people go there to work and to catch up with adult friends. Well, now like Starbucks and that you know they have like cookies and those fun like oh don't get me started on squeezable like uh you know what I'm talking about like apple sauces and stuff like I don't like that adults eat those no 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 you look like a toddler I yeah I feel like a toddler whenever I get like the lunch boxes at Starbucks Mm -hmm. which it's just like a an adult happy meal, basically. Retrain your brain and think of it as a bento box. Like, you're very cultured. But it's carrots and PB&J. And it's, like, bad carrots. (laughs) It's, like, the one bad baby carrot. gray, hairy carrots. It's that one carrot in the bag that tastes like a pine tree. Anyway, that was your 9-11 memorial tweet. I stand by Uh, that. uh, I really hate the phrase... (laughs) Wait, I cannot believe I hate so much stuff on Twitter. (laughs) Honestly, you didn't have, like, there weren't too many. Yeah, you scrolled back to 2000. I just, I just researched the word hate. So okay, it's great. not, you know, it oh, wasn't you a show me how to do that. search process. Um, this is from 2012. I, don't know. I really hate the phrase, that's how the cookie crumbles, yes. because I really hate dry ass cookies, hashtag moist. Yes, I, I agree. I stand by that. I think Hannah Hart was on the pod, and mm-hmm. she I think she is pro-crispy cookie. I understand a crispy cookie like a bag of tates, like a thin crispy. I understand if that's what you're going for. I understand but if you're serving, it. Yeah. If you're serving me a chocolate chip cookie, I want it a little mo- – I want it moist. I think only the edge should be crisp. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's the ideal cookie is like a little crunch on the outside. Right. And then a – yeah, a nice soft – I want it. Hell, I'll center. take it slightly underbaked. People are gaga for cookie dough. Why exactly. not we find a common ground? If I can eat a sandwich off the ground, I can eat an undercooked cookie. Absolutely. And I'll probably I'll probably survive. Pro tip, when you're baking chocolate chip cookies, sprinkle a little sea salt on top. Yes. You're welcome. I recently tried that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I overdid it and <laughs> <laughs> my uh, mouth was was very it was very deserty by the end of it. And then I chugged <laughs> some milk. <laughs> and then I spent the entire weekend I inside. overdid it. Um, this is 2013. I hate workout infomercials. I love food ones. So you balance it out. Oh, and you know what? That's a lie. You love workout infomercials now. Do you remember Tony Little? No. He. Well, I think I like specific 
workout commercial hosts. Uh-huh. But like I basically, whenever I see a workout machine, all I see is the millions of people who are going to buy it and then hang their clothes on it. Yeah. Speaking as someone who my mom bought a Nordic track in the 90s and that was just where we put clothes. Um, but food commercials, I'm obsessed with. I watch it all day. There is, um, I think it's a magic bullet commercial where they have literally a kooky ant figure Smoke like smoking a cigarette, like like total fake wig at the kitchen counter. That's like, there's no way you're gonna make salsa that fast. And I want to be that person so that, badly. That is a much more effective infomercial. If it's I love just it. a, a, a kooky character, one of my I was just watching it this week, and I'm obsessed with this video. It's one of my favorite videos. You know Isaac Mizrahi, of course. It's one of his infomercials. Uh, it was more like a QVC presentation. Mm-hmm. I love but, it. But um, there's like a woman who's showing off this line of like, you know, some some loud tops, of basically. Of course, yeah. tunics. Tunics. And um, they start debating whether the moon is a sun or a star. Like, wow. Yeah. Or planet, planet or a star. Is the moon a planet or a star? We'll just play a clip of it. Oh my god! Maybe I should play it out loud. Ms. Rahi got so deep. It's it's only it's only like a minute long. It experience. almost kind of looks like what the Earth looks like when you're a bazillion miles away from the planet yes. Moon. Yes, yes, I the just squinted moon. at it from and you're the right. moon, looking back from at the at planet the Earth. Moon. From the planet Isn't the Moon, moon a star? The pl- no, the Moon is a planet, darling. Sun, the Sun <sighs> is a star. Is well, the moon really a planet? The moon is a planet. Don't look at me like that. It's the sun a, is a star. A is the sun not a star? I don't know what the sun is. The sun is, is a star, isn't it? Is. We don't know what the, the sun, sun is. The sun is a star. Oh. The moon is not the a planet. Moon is I knew a it. Planet. I knew it. Okay, this is making me uncomfortable. Wait, the I, moon is not a planet. Me, chunky, if you're listening to this me, you have Rose to Google Bud. the moon. Someone chunky? Chunky? Right Who's Chunky? I knew it was such not a planet. planet. I can't that's the only, that's the only line that, that matters. The moon is such a planet, I can't even, even stand, stand it. it. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. <laughs> However, to be fair, where they record those QVCs is like random small town Pennsylvania, and yeah. they never see sunlight. Right. Like so they just keep churning like them. They never go off the air. Steel fumes in the air that they're all breathing in and just hallucinating. Dodging yeah. Amish buggies. Just they are seeing orbs in the sky, mm-hmm. and they don't know if it's a planet or a star. Okay, last one. Okay, I really hate the term man cave, especially when used as a nickname for my butt. <laughs> I stand by it. Ah, <laughs> uh, my butt's got a pool table, plaid carpeting, right, right. taxidermy deer, and darts. Yeah, and a kegerator nice that the wife did not approve. Mahogany everywhere. Exactly. Oh, yeah. your man cave is classy. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep it. I keep it clean. <laughs> oh, and we'll end with that. <laughs> On that note, well, where can people find you and uh, your work? Oh, well, my personal stuff. Uh, my handles are Mametown, M-A-M-E-T-O-W-N, on all the things. And then listen to this might get weird. The podcast wherever you find podcasts, wherever you found this one. Heck, exactly. Click on over. Well, thank you so much, Mamrie. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down. Let's start with the TV we've been watching this week, Barry. What are you watching? Obviously still going hard with the Shit's Creek. I'm mm-hmm. now on season four. I love it. But the new thing I started watching, uh, did you ever listen to the podcast Dirty John? No. So it's like this true crime kind of thing. Um, 
honestly, the story was crazy. It's I didn't love the podcast, but now they made it into like a Bravo soap opera. Oh. So, and it stars, you know that I'm obsessed with her. It's Julia Garner. She plays Kimmy in The Americans and she plays oh, yeah, Ruth yeah, yeah. On, on Ozark. Um, so she is one of the sisters in Dirty John. So I watched the first episode and it's like just as soapy and trashy as I wanted it to be. And it's, uh, I mean, it's not going to be a good show. Like, it's just, it's impossible. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I'm excited because the story is so crazy, but still super dramatic and trashy. And I'm super into it so far. So that's my new one that I started watching this week. Okay. What are you watching? I'm still on my Love Island binge. I'm almost done. Wow. Maybe I'll be done by next week. I feel like you should get an award when it happens. <laughs> you get a certificate. I should. Um, I started watching. I'm, I'm going to try to commit to Big Mouth. Okay. John Mulaney. I love it. Um, yeah. But I've, I've been reading more lately. I know. I have to counterbalance Love Island with words. <laughs> Culture. <laughs> Well, I started reading this book about the Romanoffs because Amazon has a show called The Romanoffs that is apparently the most, like, expensive show on television right now. Really? I I guess, or among the most expensive. Basically, every episode is, like, a mini-movie. It's a standalone mini-movie. It's an anthology series. I don't really like it. It's gotten mixed reviews. Some episodes are fine, but it's just like there's no real connection between any of the episodes. But I was like, I didn't really know anything about who, what the Romanoffs are. Mm-hmm. So I bought this book and have been I just finished the history of it. Ooh, now we get to finally watch Anastasia together. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know the Romanoffs, it is the story of Anastasia, except the real <laughs> the story. Actual sad story. <laughs> and not like Rasputin is a, <laughs> is a wizard, even though he was a wizard. <laughs> What I want to know is I read this book and I don't know why they didn't fucking make a crown type show, but about the Romanoffs. No, instead they gave fucking Matthew Weiner or whatever his name is a shitload of money after he got dragged into Me Too and they still gave him a shitload of money all because he made Mad Men and now he made this shitty fucking show on Amazon The fucking all these actors are in because they only have to commit to like an hour of television. It's not good. Russia's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, but let's let's tell me more about fucking Elizabeth and Philip. No, I want to learn about the Russians. This message is paid for by the KGB. Uh anyway, Barry, what's your chaser? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh so as we explored in the beginning of this episode, uh, I slipped a disc, so I've been in an immeasurable amount of pain this week. Lovely. Um, so I, I'm just going to shout out edibles and friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I can't take the actual pain medication that doctors prescribe because it makes me puke. Um, and, and so I've just been eating like good California edibles and it's helped so much with the pain and uh, electric heating pads, man. They are so good to me. Um, I love them and they've really made me happy this week. And also my friends who have come over and watched Putty for me. It's been really nice. Not me. No, you live too far. I wouldn't ask you to do that. Good. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. (laughs) But anyway, electric heaters, uh, love them. Heating pads, they're great. Edibles, they're great. They help the pain. Anyway, uh, what is your chase this week, Matt? 
My chaser. Um, <clears throat> my chaser, I, I guess similarly, because I also um, went through a lot when I was at home and slept <laughs> on a twin bed that is very uncomfortable. So I, I identify with your pain. Oh, yes, um, of course. I, had a, you know, I slept on an uncomfortable bed. Hey, it can do things to you. It can rock you. So now I'm back in New York and I bought a new... This is It's, it's depressing if you think too much about it. So don't. <laughs> but I bought the best body pillow that I've ever experienced. <laughs> so basically, I've replaced all human contact. <laughs> but I had a different body pillow, and I bought one that's like memory foam. And so it feels like I'm, yeah, it's like an actual like presence. It's wow. not just a pillow. It's like a, it has a soul. I'm going to be You one bought of those... a sex doll. <laughs> you bought a sex doll is what you did. Uh, anyway, I am currently engaged to a pillow. His name is... Luigi, I honestly highly recommend a good body pillow in your life um, if you're looking to replace human contact. And that's it. Thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Claire Tai, Sin Pim, and me, Matt Bellasai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman, Max Linsky, and Dina Kleiner. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie, and you can stalk me on all the social medias at Matt Bellasai. And make sure you follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye bye. Beep 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 Special thanks again to Poshmark. When it comes to fashion, did you know Poshmark is the easiest way to buy and sell your items? You can download the free Poshmark app to score amazing deals from tons of brands or list your own items and wait for the offers to roll in. Shipping is fast and easy, and it's all handled directly through the app. Today, you can get $5 off your first purchase when you enter the invite code UNHAPPY5 when you sign up. Thanks again to Skillshare for sponsoring today's show. Skillshare is an online learning community with over 20,000 creative and entrepreneurial classes to fuel lifelong learning. I've got my very own class on creating shareable content on Skillshare, Want to check it out? As a special offer, my listeners can get two months of Skillshare for free. Just go to Skillshare.com slash unhappy to sign up.